Welcome to Positive Disintegration, a path to authenticity. In this quick bite episode, Chris and I are talking about trauma and disintegration. What are they? What are the differences between the two? And how do they interrelate? And because this came from a question that we saw on social media, we're also going to invite you to ask us anything. Hi listeners, welcome to Positive Disintegration. I'm Emma Nicholson. And I'm Dr. Chris Wells. And we're back for another quick bite. And today we're going to be talking about the difference between trauma and disintegration. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this from a post in the group on Facebook. And what's interesting to me is if trauma was necessary for growth, essentially, I immediately thought about my trauma and disintegration experiences. But the fact is, you don't have to go through trauma to have an experience of disintegration. It doesn't have to reach that level. But that being said, it often does. And dissociation, for instance, is like one of the mechanisms in disintegration. It's what loosens up your psyche and allows the transformation to take place that becomes growth if it does. But it also sometimes doesn't have that push or momentum into growth. And some people experience dissociative states for, you know, like their whole lives practically as adults. So growth is certainly not something you can count on for sure, but it doesn't require trauma. What are your thoughts on this? I'd like to take it back to definitions because I'm a big fan of the dictionary. (laughs) Um, so I like to define terms. Uh, unfortunately, you spend your life working in financial services too. You get very caught up on what's a definition of a particular term. So I like to think about what trauma is and what disintegration is. And while I'm no expert on the definition of trauma, I know disintegration is that process of the loosening of your mental structures and particularly around values, you know, what is important to you, you know, the fundamental parts of who you are. I don't think traumatic experiences always do that. So I think you're right about two things. I think you don't necessarily have to have trauma to experience disintegration because that disintegration can come, can come from other things. So some form of internal questioning, or even little moments in your life that make you think differently about stuff, not necessarily a trauma. And in the other way, I think plenty of people go through trauma and end up going backwards um, or they end up with PTSD and it doesn't necessarily lead to growth. So I think they're two distinct things, but as I, I put in the comment in that group, I think they are drinking buddies and I think they hang out a lot. And when you do go through a traumatic experience, it can be the catalyst for a disintegration. So you go through some big shocking event that makes you question everything. Um, It may lead to a disintegration. So I think they're two distinct things, but I think one can be a catalyst for the other. But I wouldn't say trauma is necessary for growth. It's disintegration and experiencing those dynamisms that's necessary for growth to go through the transformation. But let's face it, if you're going through a traumatic experience, it can set the scene for 
having a disintegration. So I think it's it's good to keep in mind that they're two distinct things. I agree. And disintegration can look so many different ways. You know, I'm thinking, for instance, of people who have like spiritual experiences that maybe look like psychosis or something like that, like a, an experience of like a spiritual emergence that you know, feels like a deep crisis. And these can sometimes actually also be traumatic, but this is another thing that can cause a disintegration that's, well, a different kind of experience. And, you know, another thing that could cause a disintegration is around positive maladjustment and realizing that you have to correct, so, like, or that you have to stand up against some kind of um, injustice in the world or something that you see, or maybe you see bullying happy, happening, you know, if you're young and, you know, you choose to do something about it, uh, like standing up for what's right. So, you know, that can kind of shock somebody into a disintegration. I mean, there are a lot of different things that can happen. And so, you know, it was an interesting question for sure, but, you know, the dynamisms, that's what we're looking for when we're looking for disintegration. And so, what kind of dynamisms you're dealing with says a lot about how you're experiencing the disintegration, how it's showing, I don't know, I mean, how it's showing up in your life, um, what your symptoms look like. Are they somatic? Are you experiencing anxiety, but you're really thinking that there's something wrong with your body physically because you don't understand like that there's such a connection there? Like there were different kinds of experiences of disintegration based on like how conscious it was for you. So the multi-level dynamisms are more conscious. Uh, you know, you're experiencing inner conflict that you're aware of, you know, you're conscious of, but if you're experiencing inner conflict and you're not aware of it, you're having a very different experience of disintegration and you're going to have a much harder time getting out of that. That's like a unilevel disintegration. One thing I did want to talk to you about was how values play into this because when you are having a disintegration, normally you feel like the rug's been pulled out from under you and you're not real sure about who you are anymore or what's important. Um, and that's part of that, that process. And as you were sort of alluding to, that questioning of who you are and what's important to you it could come from many directions. As you said, it could come from a spiritual moment. It could just come from some epiphany you have about your job on the way home on the bus, you know, sitting there thinking, what am I doing with my career? I should be doing something else. So that that level of conscious questioning and self-reflection, I think, and that feeling of I don't know what is important to me anymore. Maybe I should be giving in some questioning. As you said, the positive maladjustment where you see something in the world and go, this just isn't right um, and something's got to give. I think it's important to go back to, you know, are you having sort of a shift in your values and what you think is important? So do you have any thoughts on, you know, values? Because that's probably not something that people – would necessarily associate with with trauma because it is it is it isn't always that's like a an event but it is really the underpinning of disintegration. You just made me think of um, the fact that like when I look back at my life and the writing that I've done, I can see the 
moments in my life where I made a bit of a multi-level shift away from being unilevel, even though they were mixed. So I can certainly look though to one time when I would say it was the first dramatic shift in my life. And it was when I got kicked out of high school. You know, I got kicked out of high school because I did something that harmed somebody else and, you know, like damaged their property. And I honestly didn't care until I got kicked out of school. Like I wasn't feeling bad about it (laughs) until I had this consequence that I got kicked out of school. And so when I did get kicked out, my first reaction was like, what? Like, poor me. I mean, oh my God, like they have to change their mind about this. But eventually I also realized how bad I felt for doing this to this person. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't deserve this. You know, I I just started to, I think, feel like a real sense of guilt for the first time in the most conscious way I ever had because I was writing a journal. That was the month I started writing a journal. And so I have like entries about this. And it was my values that caused that shift. You know, I realized that I had been so selfish and had done this shitty thing to somebody who I liked. And I shouldn't even have like the levels of I shouldn't have done that were huge. And I saw it like more clearly and more like multi-sided than I ever had been able to. Now, that really changed me in a lot of ways because I also was able to take responsibility to go back and like make amends with them and to do better. I mean, I really, I can say that that was a very important moment in my life in my value shift. So when you were asking this question of like, how do values play into disintegration? I was thinking about the fact that it's really about making a choice, you know, like every moment we have the opportunity to do better or to do things differently and to change our course. So often, I think when you're going through a unilevel disintegration, you're feeling very stuck and you're like, okay, the, you know, the present moment is terrible, but like you don't know how to get out of it because changing is so difficult. <laughs> like you have to understand that it's true. Like changing isn't easy. You have to, you know, break out of your comfort zone. You have to do things differently. I mean, think about how hard it is to like put your phone down and not look at it. You have to, you know, make the choice every time you go to do something. It, it These are like little things that you can train yourself to have more control over. Um, I think that we're constantly faced with situations where our values can help us shift out of where we are into doing something differently and higher in Dabrowskian terms. Like when you identify the things about yourself that you want to change, that is like a multi-level decision-making process. You're engaging the third factor there. You're taking the opportunity to make a better, higher choice. And you're choosing to stop doing something that isn't serving you. And that, you know, is your lower self. Like that's the essential place where I would say values come into this in a way that's very tangible and easy to understand. That's an excellent description. You've hit on two important points there as well when you were describing that. And the first is that a lot of self-reflection is required. So to think about, well, what are my values and have I acted in alignment with them? And how does this really make me feel? Um, So when you were talking about your experience with high school, 
Like there's that level of self-reflection where you have to go back and examine yourself and how you behaved, but also there's the work on the other side of that and changing behavior um, for anyone who's tried to quit a habit, be it like as simple as putting your phone down um, or trying to kick a substance or something, like habits are hard to break. And all of our behavior patterns that we just sort of trundle along during the day and even a lot of our reactions to things are often habits. And those things require work to change. So there's those two parts that are key, I think, for actually getting through disintegration is do you have that level of self-reflection? Are you looking both inward to how you've behaved Um, And also outward to other people to not only think about how they feel about things, but, you know, to look for people who are modeling the behavior that you want to show in yourself, but also, you know, are you putting in the work? Are you trying to walk your talk? That's right. Oh, you just reminded me that right away when I was reading Michael's work for the first time in the summer of 2016, it's so hard to believe that it was like seven years ago since I was just inhaling everything that Michael Pihovsky wrote. I mean, and so there's this one phrase that comes up a lot called the work of inner transformation. So yeah, that's a big theme in Michael's work when he's trying to explain what the theory is about. It's a theory of inner transformation. And he would say like at the core of the self, that's another phrase, you know, that I can remember from his work, like his language around transformation really resonated with me and helped me understand these processes in myself. And, you know, that's what led me into Dabrowski's work next. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I want to try and bring to life for people. Like, you know, we do these episodes and I'll be like, well, here's an example from my past. And I've I've wrote about it in my journal. Well, the, the newsletter will give me a chance to follow up on that kind of episode and actually give the examples and like say more about this stuff and cite Michael, cite Dabrowski, cite whomever is relevant. So I was wondering, you know, we started this episode off talking about how it was inspired by um, a Facebook post in the group. It made me think that maybe we should offer Ask Me Anything episodes. You know, I've seen Emily Kircher Morris does that on the Neurodiversity Podcast, and I think it's amazing. Like she has the people in her group ask questions and then just answers them on her podcast. And I thought yeah, we should do that too, because we know that people have a lot of questions and we can ask them in your adults with overexcitabilities group too. And just like gather up those questions and do these brief episodes and talk about stuff like this. All right. Well, it's a thing now. So listeners, we're handing it over to you. If there's something that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us or post it in one of the groups and just uh, put a hashtag or write in there in the title or whatever um, that you want this on an Ask Me Anything episode um, and we will do our best to answer as many questions as we can. That's right. Well, thanks so much, Emma. I enjoyed having this conversation with you. Thanks to you too, Chris, and thanks to our listeners. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Continue your path to authenticity through the links in the show notes. Subscribe to our Substack newsletter for stacks of cool things delivered straight to your inbox. Explore the Dabrowski Centre, email us, or join us on social media. 
And don't forget to show your love by liking, subscribing, grabbing some positive disintegration merch, or leaving us a rating or review on your podcast platform.